I'm sure a lot of you out there, when you, when things go really well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. The devil, the evil, the demons, they feed off anxiety. And the anxiety is something that's been, it's a lie, which has been instilled into you from previous trauma. I'm, I'm human too. You know, I have rough weeks. I have rough emotional weeks. I have rough mental weeks. And uh, this was one of them. Who deals with depression and anxiety and who has been in an abusive relationship, they can recognize these things. You can see that in somebody else. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. Welcome to another episode of Mending Your Life Unapologetically Human. I am the congested Dan, and I am always joined by my good buddy, Brady. Well, hey, how's everybody going? Um, how's everybody going? How's everybody going? See, that's how exhausted <laughs> I am. No, so, uh, oh, it, it, shit. It's been, what, two and a half weeks? Oh, uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, and, and that's how that's how life has, has been for, I, I think, a little bit of both of us, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the reason it's been two and a half, three weeks since we've, uh, we've been able to drop anything is I... Uh, me and my family moved into a rental house. Yeah, um, man. Congratulations. To work. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I drove all week to work with a full tank. I came home on Friday with a half a tank. Oh, shit. It was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> Congratulations. Um, no, it was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, we love the house. Uh, the kids absolutely love the house. Uh, it was, uh, it was, a. Uh, a move though we uh we we our apartment that we've talked about in the past that i've talked about in the past is a it was a third story apartment and let me just tell you something so we rent we rented a a 20 foot u-haul and um i told my wife i was like you know i think that's just too big i mean i think we could move this thing in a 16 footer She's all, well, would you rather go have to make another trip or would you rather get it all at once? I said, ah, let's get it all at once. So I got the 20-footer and I'll be dead. We filled it. And we still left a couple of, just a couple of little odds and ends up there. Oh, my God. How did you manage but, to do that? <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's that that old paradox. You don't realize how much shit, shit you have until you move. Yeah. <laughs> until you yeah, move. We, yeah. That's how we were when we moved out of the uh, apartment to the townhouse, and we we're like, oh yeah, we don't have that much stuff. And then two days, and all the stuff moving in. Well, actually, we moved out of the apartment and went to my parents' house for like a month, and we're waiting for uh, our we're waiting for the townhouse to become available. So we moved all of our shit in my parents' living room. So <laughs> they're thrown about that if you can believe that. Um, but yeah, we were like, how did we get so much shit? Like, we lived in a small ass fucking apartment. Where did all this stuff come? We still have oh, stuff yeah. in my parents' house, by the way. We have not. <laughs> <laughs> we have, my wife oh, has and, a lot of books, man. There's a lot of exactly. books over there. And kids, I mean, kids. You oh, yeah, now kids, you've yeah. got all kinds of shit now. Um, I don't but, plan on moving for a long time. So all that kid shit is going to either stay here or just be moved out of the house. Like, Gone. Oh yeah, see, and and we're still, you know, the for those of you, those of you that know, yeah, we we did look for a house to buy, but um, unfortunately, we were kind of priced out of for what uh, for what I qualified for as far as a loan. We were kind of priced out of the area that I live in. For those, uh, you know, I live in the Seattle area, the greater Seattle area, and uh, it's not cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it's not no. cheap. it was like it was like five. 60 a gallon or something the other day um jesus christ 
for 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 fuel. And um, I'm about to start hitchhiking and showing some leg just to get. The <laughs> if you guys want to find Brady's OnlyFan account. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please don't spit on the laptop. I'm going to have to start a, a side hustle, and I ain't oh that cute, God. so I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a website. Um, just call it Beards Only. <laughs> no, then I can't join. All I got but is you this. Got, that's it's something. I told you I it grows in like Joe Dirt. It's terrible. Oh, my um, God. I can't have the, the luscious beard that you have. I mean, you look like you, your beard itself could knock out Leonidas. I mean, that's... That is, it's glorious. I've actually it trimmed like, it. I'm jealous. I actually trimmed it the other day. No, it's. I didn't I trim mean, it. I just cut some of the. I have like these weird. I got like one or two of these like beard hairs that are like like 45 feet long, and I don't know oh, where sure. they're coming from. So I just kind of like clip them down. And Madison likes to uh, get a handful, and when she's crying and screaming, she likes to give me this like mm-hmm. like pull down. I'm like, God damn it, that fucking hurts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that is one good thing about not having that when, yeah. when Penny was was little bitty baby and doing that. Um, it's it, it. I gotta tell you though, it's. I mean, it doesn't change as they get older. They just start like mine. She she grabs me by the head now. Oh god. So she'll put her hand like she, she'll put it on my cheek and then she'll move it back behind my ear and grab. She my knows head. what she's doing. Yeah, she knows oh, yeah, what so she's, she's doing. doing. So you listen to me and you yeah, listen exactly. to me right no, now. Pay attention to me. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, let me tell you something. It's been rather nice that they, they do get still get uh, quite a bit of screen time. I wouldn't say quite a bit, but they do still get screen time now. But now that they have a yard, especially when they're both around, oh, they're outside. I think they were outside pretty much every day. That's awesome. I came home from work. And That's awesome. It was awesome. It was. You know what you got to do now, now that you have the room to do it, because you brought it up before, was – you said um, before that you guys were trying to wanted to get into like hockey and stuff. Yes. You can get um, like a piece of plywood and just sand it down, put a little bit of wax on it, and just put two of the uh, like kid nets, and you guys can just play on the board. You like little ball hockey on the board. We live in a we we live in an area. Um, we live down a street that's a dead end too. So. Oh, cul-de-sac. There you go. Some street hockey. And uh, so I was thinking about trying to find a net and a couple of sticks and yeah, and, and just yeah. to just to kind of get his, get his hand eye coordination and stuff like that. As I'd see the six of mine just collecting dust in the corner of the garage. <laughs> you're the God. six, six you what? Six of the hockey sticks. Oh good lord! No, yeah. they're not collecting dust. They're they're there to remember. They're there as a remembrance that I need to get off my fat ass and start moving around again. Well, from the sound of it, uh, we were discussing this before, uh, before <laughs> we got on. Uh, your job is going to help with that. How's that yeah, new job man. going? So I started the new job last week. Um, did one day of uh, stay at home, did uh, online training stuff, you know, all the, which is cool. Um, but the plant itself is, it's awesome. I mean, I don't, I'm learning a lot about the asphalt business. Um I'm not doing like the road work, but I'm working inside the actual plant where they have their own, um, uh, they call it mine piles, but they have their own mining and mine piles and stuff where they process all the asphalt and they can make different grades and mixes and 
stuff like that. So like I'm getting trained on the loader. I'm getting trained on the skid steer. They're going to uh, cover a class for me to do like crane operations. They're going to do like all kinds of stuff, man. They're letting me weld. They're letting me do all kinds of stuff, which is great. I mean, it, I like it a lot. And there's only, you know, there's one plant operator. And he like sits in a control tower and just hits buttons all day, you know, loading dump trucks and stuff. And then there's just me and the other guy. And the other guy is a heavy operator and he just drives his loader all day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I my job basically as a ground man is to walk around the facility and just inspect that the machines are working properly. There's no like buildup around the belts. There's no buildups around the chutes. And, you know, I'll uh, every now and then um, – when there's like piles that form, we'll uh, pull, grab the skid steer and they have this big like scraper thing that you can connect to and we'll just pull the piles out from underneath all the machinery. And I'll connect to the bucket and scoop it up and go dump it. And a loader will come around and pick it up and go dump it in a, in a waste pile. And that gets used for, uh, they call it millings, but it gets used for like back, like back stuff or like when you're doing like driveways or you need like a... Uh, like back like foundation stuff like that they'll pour all that that extra stuff down there to help you know like solidify foundations and stuff but okay. it's pretty cool i mean it's a great job but like i told you that hey <coughs> excuse me i walked um close to like five and a half miles around the plant and nice. uh that shit's gonna get me back in shape real quick well i mean you're in shape but you know oval is a shape. oh no i was not in shape i was out of shape i went from being fit too fit and fat to just fat so i'm trying to get back to that well i mean i'm right there with you i've i was halfway fit and then i was fit and fat and then i was fat and i was and now that i'm you know 310 pounds i'm damn um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm fluffy damn. But no, um, my my job is is been uh, been a bit of a, a headache for me lately. I mean, it, not ne- not necessarily in a in a terrible way. It's you know it's challenging, and I've I've n- mentioned quite a few times I, I do love the challenge of my job. It's it, it, I always have to be thinking, and I there's I can't I'm gonna feel terrible later on this year when I when I take a week off and go see my go bring the family to go fishing and gambling with my dad uh, because they're not gonna know what to do without me. Um, Hey, you know, I was, uh, you know, if there's one piece of advice I can say, make yourself indispensable. Um, yep. That's, you know, make sure you know as much about it, as much about as much as you can. Yep. Cause yeah, no, they're, they're going to need you when you're gone and, and they're going to realize it, especially when you're not there. Make it to the, yeah. You make it to the point where when you're getting ready to leave, they try to, they beg you to stay. Yes. And then when you tell them, no, they're flabbergasted. They have no idea what to do at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it's, it's been a bit of a headache lately, but I do love the challenge and stuff like that, but I've been going out on routes. I've been walking a lot more, which I'm happy about. And both of us are, have talked numerous times about, you know, getting into better shape, but I feel like with the house, there's, there's some things outdoors that I need to do. And there's, you know, there's a couple of flower beds that I need to turn over and, and see what I need to do. And, uh, there's, yeah. some, there's some lawn care, ma- lawn maintenance, and they have these uh, box hedges that, that need to be cut. I, I need to find out whether or not they have a trimmer for those and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's. I feel like I'm just going to get more. And I have a garage, man. I it was so 
Bertha, our, our, the, the red SUV you Bertha. Um, she's a beast. I mean, but she's got 250,000 miles on her. And, nice. You know, so if she needs a little TLC, I need to replace the, the spark plugs. But there's, you know, also the seals, the gaskets, all pretty much all need to be replaced, which is fine. I mean, I can do it. Um, takes but, time. What's that? Takes time. Yeah, but it takes time and, and, and space. And I have no problem doing it. But now I've got some sort of smoke coming out of my engine and i don't know where it's from where that's not good it. like this is this is an area of the engine i'm not overly familiar with so i don't know much um so any of you car people out there that listen yeah. should hit hit radio yeah. please we need, I mean, we need to keep bertha alive but i'm uh but i, I mean I'm, I'm planning on doing that i'm gonna give her a full tune-up soon Welcome back to Men of Your Life Unapologetically Human. We had some technical difficulties because there's, Dan's ass dropped out. There's always some and, fucking bullshit. Every time we take some time off, there's always some... Like, my thing's not even counting down on the recording. So are we even recording? I mean, it says Dan is recording the call. Now it's counting down. Oh. See, now it's counting down. So, okay, so welcome back, I guess, again. I don't know. There's always some bullshit that's going on, man. Like, God, Lee. Well, Every time you know, we take some time off, there's always some bullshit. Well, that's true. Uh, anyway, you were saying we're working on Bertha. Bertha's got some smoke. So, but I do have to say that, you know, um, that's one of the things that I was looking forward to about getting into, into a house, especially when we found out that, you know, the owner of this house decided to go with us to rent it to. Um, you know, it was it was one of those. I like doing yard work and I like cooking mm. on a grill and I like doing all this outdoor stuff. It's one of those. It's one of those de-stressors for me. It really oh, is. yeah. I mean, so no matter no matter how stressful my job is, you know, I come home and let me tell you something. It's when when you're not reminded every day that you live in in a not so great area. Um, it's not the barrio or anything like that, but you know, the apartment complex that we lived at before it was it's it wasn't great. And, um, and you come home and and you know it's it's generally almost a constant like we need to get out we need to get out we need to get out there's no relaxing at home there's no i mean yeah you get those moments and you get those those small periods of times but it's home is not a uh it's not a place right now you know when you live right. in a place like that so you know right. we moved into this we moved into the house and i i have relaxed immensely just since we moved in, it's been great because these are the things that I like to do in order to decompress. Like I'll go out and I'll mow the lawn and weed eat, or, you know, I'll turn the soil over in the flower bed or, or something like that, which is something I need to do to get that one, but that, to get that prepared. But yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do all these things and, you know, I'll work on the car or stuff like that. These are all things that I enjoy doing to help me decompress that I don't have. I didn't have in the last place we lived at because my only concern was we need to get out. And the, the, the thing that the reason I bring this up is because truthfully, I didn't realize that until I moved into the house. Well, you had brought that up numerous times with, about getting out of the apartment. I mean, even when we, you know, we were there for the wedding and prior to that, like you were uh, like visibly upset about being at the apartment and wanting to get out. Yes. You I know? And, and it's, it, and I don't blame you. I mean, you, you told me about the things that went on around there and, and it's not like, uh, 
it's no fault to anybody. I mean, you, you guys are, you know, you're doing the, you're doing the best that you can with the situation that you yeah. have. And, and, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, I get it, you know, you're, you're a dad and, and a parent and, and a husband. And it's like, like, I don't want to, this is not what I want for my family and kudos to you. You fucking made it happen. It was, I mean, it was, it definitely took time. It was definitely yeah. a, a, it was definitely a, a, process but we did we did get it done and and what i'm saying is you know it's it's one of those things that now like since i've been able to decompress and relax a little bit and and, and all that stuff you know you you start to really understand where you were mentally during that time and you know you know that old saying man hindsight is is 2020 hindsight is 2020 you see clearest but when you're looking behind you and you know it's Every now and then, the the world, you know, you you finally get, we finally got to where we were, where we wanted to be, as far as you know, where we were living and stuff like that. And then you realize, oh shit, I was not in a great place for a few years, even not not just physically but mentally. Like I was, yeah, I I tried to maintain my positive attitude. I'm not a different person by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't. I kind of hid how you how dealt off, with it i i dealt with it i hid how off my mentals were yeah yeah no i i understand that and i get like i get that from the point where i didn't have that i didn't have that same feeling um about the home and the house but i had that same type of feeling with work where you know when you when we took a vacation in a week right and it just felt so good to be away from everything and you started thinking about like oh shit i gotta go back in like two days and all that shit just starts like weighing down on you again and i've noticed now that after leaving that after leaving the old job and starting the new one and, and yes this one is uh phys- way physically demanding um I come home and feel like I got run over by a Mack truck, but like it's physically demanding, but I'm waking up and I'm not dreading going to work, which sounds crazy because anybody would be like, that's stupid. Like, why would you want to put yourself in that situation or put your body? But it's, 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 I'm not, I don't dread going to work. Like I like what I do. Yeah. It's hard. It's not, it's dangerous. Like people die doing what I do. Like it's not, it's not safe, like it's safe, but it's not, you know, it's not dangerous. I mean, it's dangerous and it, it's, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, like there's something about it, you know, and especially when you, when you're doing something and you feel productive and you feel like you're, you know, uh, accomplishing things, like a lot of that stuff that you were doing with mentally before, whether it's living situation, work situation, when you start like accomplishing things and you're, life becomes more like task oriented and goal oriented instead of just having to like just deal with shit like you start to feel better you know like the main like the one thing that i hear often at work all the time is is we're task goal oriented we are task goal training oriented like we will train you on task these are the task like it's always task and goals task goals task goals like that's all it is that's all it's not anything else like they don't bother you if you're working and you're doing a good job they don't bother you like they don't micromanage you they don't you know they don't they're not there to hold your hand they don't care like if you're working that's great they'll tell you if you're doing it wrong 
And I was, you know, I realized like it's not the same thing with you being at the apartment and moving to the house or, but, oh, but I, it is. I get that because how many times did I come home and I was, you know, I was upset. Like I was, I was mad. Like I was, I was pissed off about shit. I was, uh, you know, getting anxiety, you know, I was being in a toxic situation like that. And you, uh, like fucking, I was getting migraines like all the time. And some of that might've had it done with the, uh, the material that I was around, you know, like we were around a lot of fuel and, and stuff. Like we were breathing in a lot of shit and that might've had something to do well, with it, I mean, but asphalt's not the cleanest thing out there. dude. <laughs> no, that's not either. But, uh, at least with it, you know, I wear, I'm wearing a mat, like I wear a mask and put like heads, you know, ear, uh, uh, ear muffs and stuff on or, but you know, when it gets loud and shit, but like, it's just it's different and it's really hard to explain like why it's different but i think but like you said you don't really know until you step away from it yeah yeah and that's you know and that's a big part of it and that's you know because i mean you and i both we i mean i will say that we don't talk as much um not with with the new job but i mean and and i understand that's training and there's you know you you have more active job than you used to but um but that's beside the point. The, the whole thing is, is you know, we we're so we're so used to it that we and and we are aware of kind of our mentals and stuff like that. I don't know about you, but I thought I had a pretty good handle on things, uh, and until honestly, I moved and I realized, yeah, I had a good handle on things, but there were things that I wasn't dealing with that I just pushed off to the side because I wasn't in a place. I mean, physically or mentally, to deal with them, right? Well, you know, with it being uh, mental health awareness, mental health awareness month, um, I mean, what kind of stuff were you pushing off? Um, I was, I was pushing off. This is not a, this is not an attack Brady two weeks in a row, by the way. We're not, yeah, we're no, not, okay. No. We're not doing that, but I, I just, just my, the, the ability to honestly control a bit of my temper. I realized that I was snapping toward the end of, um, especially, you know, leading, especially leading up to the decision to start looking for a rental rather than buying. Um, my, that decision hurt a little bit. It, it felt like I wasn't accomplishing what needed to be, what needed to be done for my family. So I was, I was a little snappish. I was, I was a little grumpus as, as my wife likes to call it. Um, and without really realizing it, but also without, you know, when I'd get called out on it, I would stop, but I would not deal with it. I would just, okay, well, I'll just flip a switch and I'm fine, which, you know, I might. But yeah. <laughs> or in your in your head, you're going, I'm not being grumpy. You're being grumpy. Yeah, exactly. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. And I can honestly say, like, I've I've dealt with, you know. Be going out. I mowed the I mowed the lawn. I mowed a lawn for the first time in years. Um, this week twice actually because it it, it had overgrown and I needed to go over it a couple of times. But um, as I was as I'm mowing the lawn, I'm realizing that you know it's it's kind of a stress reliever for me. It is, it is. right. It's one of those things where I'm pushing, and I realize. I don't have when I'm stu- when I'm with my own thoughts. I don't have the the grumpy coming through. 
You know what I mean? It's 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 more. I'm dealing with things and I'm getting. I'm working shit out in my head. And this is what we need to do for the next step, and this is what we need to do for the next, for the step after that. And you know, I I see things clearer now that my head isn't just completely wrapped up with you know I need to get the hell out of this place. I think. I think that goes to say something. So, like, I know there's some wives and probably some, like, girlfriends that listen to this. And I know that they've they've listened and they've turned their husbands on to it and boyfriends. But, ladies, if you're listening, don't underestimate those times that we take to go mow the lawn and weed eat and do things like that. Yeah. Because it's not really necessarily about the mowing the lawn. Like, yeah, the yard needs to get done. It's also about just having the hour, an hour and a half to just sit with yourself and not have anything to do with we like there's no consequences. Yeah, there's no consequences to that. Like I can sit on the tractor and mow the lawn and have a beer and just listen to some music and process stuff through my head while I'm driving. And what's the worst that's gonna happen? I'm gonna mess my lineup. Oh whoop, big whoop. I'll just turn around and do it again. Like it's not you know, I mean unless I'd run into the house or like a tree or something, but let's not I don't think I'd ever get that distracted. I'm sure yeah. it's happened. But I mean, you know, like those are those those are those moments where you just there's no repercussion at that time for us to be able to go through stuff. Yeah. You know, like the things that we want to say, sometimes there's you know, you're afraid to say stuff because you you're afraid of the repercussion that may come out of it. You know, you might be angry at that time where you're mowing your lawn, that's the time to let it out. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like you there's no repercussion from it. You kindly just get to say what you want to say. No, that's true. Um and that's the whole thing. Like it's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is is I'm actually able to do those things that allow me to have a firmer grasp on where I am at mentally. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's I, I guess I shouldn't say I was pushing things off. It's more that you know I can I can actually deal with more than than I was able to beforehand. Right. I mean my my mood really got down for for a little while there after i realized how much it was and it's nothing against anybody it's nobody's fault you know i've I, you know i just you know that's my income that's what what i can be you know i can expect to to be approved for for a house and then you look around at the housing market for those of you that don't know western washington sucks just yeah. like most just like most of the country our housing is shooting through the roof and, you know, what could have gotten me a decent little two-bedroom, three-bedroom house back, you know, even 15 years ago, I can't get an outhouse out here for it. So, you know, it's it, it hits you like a failure. It does. It hits it hits you like it's not even just a loss. It's a failure. And, and I do distinguish between the two. It's, you know, I – and, you know, it takes it takes a, support, a, a supportive family. It takes my wife. Um takes friends it takes family it takes you know a, a lot of building back up after you know hitting a wall like that and you know i'll be honest with you it, it, it was it was running headfirst into a brick wall when that when you know we found it when we finally you know accepted the fact that we're not going to be able to buy a house right now and you know have our own place um so you kind of take that as a failure and you, you, know, you kind of take that as not just a loss, but, you know, I did something to cause it. And I realize that sounds foolish now, 
I realize now how how foolish that is, but at the same time, at the time, you know, sometimes there there are feelings that come across your mind you can't help. Right, and I'm going to use uh, one of your favorite phrases. Uh, who else has ever said that to you other than you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, kind of sucks I, when I you get thrown right back why, at you, right? I mean, I don't know why you got to bring up old things. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's true. I mean, I, no one's ever going to be able to explain why things go through your head. You know, like, no, nobody's ever going to be able to explain that. Yeah, the, the shit that comes across your mind is the shit that comes across your mind. No one's ever going to, you know... I'm not going to be able to explain it. You're not going to be able to explain it. You know, it, I'm sure it probably stems from some long-term childhood, whatever, you know, whatever the fucking, you know, doctors and all them therapists always tell you. But a lot of that time, that shit is, is self-imposed expectation on stuff. You know, we yeah. talk, we always talk about unrealistic expectations. Like that was one of the main things that we've hammered from like day one is expectations and realistic and unrealistic. And, and it- I feel like we've hammered that from day one because we have such a hard, we both have such a hard time dealing with it. Yeah. Following our own advice. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we do. I mean, I do for sure. But, uh, you know, and I get it, you know, you, you want to do certain things, you know, for your family and you want to do certain things because, you know, I'm the man, I'm the head of the house and I need to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And we're, we do it to ourselves because that's just what we, we, it's not that we, it's not just necessarily just the expectation. It's just what we expect from us as a person, because that's how we want to be looked at. You know, like I expect to hold myself a certain way because I want my daughter to look at me a certain way. Yes. And I want the people that she hangs around with to look at me a certain way. And I want that company to be a certain way when she gets older and she starts making friends and, you know, but again, all that is is self-imposed. Like it's just it's just what it is. And and people, you know, I find it's like people like to put that shit on timeline. And anytime somebody puts anything on a timeline, it never fucking works out. Ever. Well, and and I don't. You know, I mean, as we've said before, we don't talk religion, but there's an old saying that you know you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Mean, that's <laughs> that's true. You know, because it's always it's all oh, there was another one, something like that where it was like. Uh, um, I, yeah, it was like, I had a timeline and a plan and it's not, you know, it's not your plan. It's, you know, God's plan. And, yeah. you know, it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. And, you know, you're going to be disappointed because you have to be let down so you can live up to the expectations of what he wants, not what you want. And it's hard for people to grasp that idea because we all want what we want. You know, oh, yeah. we all want the things so, that we and want. We to. know best. Yeah, we I know, what know I best. Want best. Yeah, we want best. In reality, how many times have we said that and made some dumbass decisions? And this is, and you know, and, and this isn't just a religious topic. I mean, this is, you know, um, I mean, it's fate. It's, you know, there, there are certain. I do believe there are certain things in my life that I have no control over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm not talking about the tangible physical stuff. I have control over my job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have control over. You know, to an extent, I have control over where I live. Yeah, I have. You know, it's but you know those those milestones in my life. I don't I don't necessarily think they were all under 100% my control. You know, I needed guidance just like anybody else, and whether it be you know from the universe, from from a, a deity or anything like that, it was just one of those things that, you know, it the the path was probably going to lead me to this point. Like right now, I probably have kids and a wife and stuff like this anyway. 
my choices and stuff like that is are, are what brought me to have these children right. and this life and this right. Place. So, um, it's like here's here's how your life is going to end out. You're going to have a wife and two or three kids and a home. Now here's twenty five doors. Which yes, one are you going to exactly. go down? Exactly. exactly. Here's what happens down door they, one. Here's yeah, what happens down door, door one, two. You've got twenty five more. Right. So right. Exactly. And it's funny. And it's like there's a uh, I I took a screenshot of this and um, and it's funny that you brought it up and I pulled it up because I figured we'd actually probably get to a point of this conversation where it says um, you're talking about like the doors and like the path. Right. And it was uh, there's this quote and it says in the mountain lies a path called struggle for struggle splits two love and heartache walked alone or together two comes back to one. So, you know, so you, no matter what, you know, you have one path is love, one path is heart heartbreak, but in the end it all comes back together because you're going to deal with both when you deal with love and you deal with relationships and stuff. Same thing in life. Like you're going to deal with letdowns and you're going to deal with the highs and the lows. It just kind of, it's about enduring all that shit and just getting to, you know, and that's the hard part. Some people, that's why we do this because some people can't deal with the hard shit and it's not that they can't it's not that they can't i don't mean it like that i just mean some people can't it's hard that's not who we're yeah it's hard like some people just some people can't and it's hard and that's and that's okay you know and that's why there's outlets to get help and there's people like you you gotta have friends you gotta have a good support system and that's what helps you endure that shit because it's not about fixing the problem at hand it's just enduring the situation and notice we we we're not saying that that you need to have you know a hundred friends. We're just saying you no. need to have even just one person that you can talk to. Please, right. I mean, what do we say all the time? It's about the uh, quality, not the quantity. Exactly. Um, and and you know I've 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 brought it up numerous times, so I'm not going to go into it. But I've I've witnessed it and I've experienced that. So please, I yeah. Mean, um, but you know May May was has been I say was because we're getting we're pushing pushing the end of it but you know maybe mental health awareness month you know this is this is all stuff that you know please especially leading into summer these are i don't care if you're you know a second grader getting ready to go on summer break or you know somebody like me and dad dads that you know have kids that we're just looking forward to the warmer weather and, and you know being able to get outside a little bit more it's you know this we're leading into some of the best months of the year is it going to be hot for some of us, absolutely. Um, yeah. Is it, is it going to be, you know, but is it going to be something that you enjoyed, something that you make memories at, or is it just going to be, some, you know, the same old thing? So, I mean, I can't stress this enough. Get out and do something you love. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, get out and try a few different things and find out what you love. Yeah, but, don't be afraid to try shit, you know? Exactly. You know, it's there's, there's more to life than, than video games. There's more to life than TV. There's more to life than, you know, streaming services, internet, phones. Um, like I said, my I mean, my kids are going to hate it for, you know, probably a certain part every day. But when we go camping and fishing with my dad, there's not, we, there's no service. There's, <laughs> so, and that's something that I enjoy doing. I don't re- necessarily recommend, you know, everybody do it, but if that's something that you enjoy, go out and do it. I that's mean, what I, and that's, I love that shit. That's the shit that I like. Oh man, it's so nice. But at the same time, you know, if that's not your bag, you prefer to, you know, you go, what do, what do they call it? Um, um, gl- glamping. Right? There you go, glamping. Glamping. Yeah, glamping. Yeah. You want to, I mean, you want to go and, 
I mean, rent an RV, plug in, and you know, you want to watch watch the news every night on your satellite and and play cards or or whatever. If that's your bag, do it. I mean, these are these are the months of the year that honestly nobody has any excuse. Yeah, not to do something. Get out there, get some energy out. Go get out and 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 put a smile on your face. Something. Yeah, do I some mean, the, joy. Yes, absolutely, and figure out what that is. I mean. I have every intention of taking full advantage of this summer. I'm going to, you know, play catch with my son. I'm going to be outside playing with my daughter, but I'm also going to go play some golf for me. Um, you know, I'm going to be, you know, our, uh, our outdoor patio set just came in. So I'm going to be putting that, that together later on today. And we're going to have a place to, you know, because we, we were talking about it ever since we got approved, you know, we're going to eat outside. We're going to have a little patio set that, that you were with a table that we can actually, um, we can actually enjoy ourselves and, and barbecue and, and, you know, sit down and have a meal together. You know, it's, it's those little things and those, all those things, you know, put a smile on your face. Shit, please. This is May is mental hair, mental health awareness, mental, mental hairness, <laughs> mental health awareness. Month. Is there a month for that? Because I need <clears throat> some, I need some hairness. You, you do need, some, well, I don't know. I mean, it just went south. That's all. It just went south. Oh, uh, <laughs> But no, it's you know it's it's a perfect month for mental health awareness because it's it's the beginning of the summer. Let's go do let, let's get out. Let's go do some things. Yeah. Oh, and, and we have a fire pit at the at the house, so that fireside. Yes. We got to do it one a weeknight where we do a that might be the first live. That the live show that might be that'd be pretty cool. That's... That'd be pretty neat. Um, you know, the other like like you said, it's about just finding something you know that brings you joy, but. Um, for some people, it's hard to be positive about little things. Sure. And, you know, they have so much negative that comes around them that it's hard to find the the love and joy in the small things. And I think that's why we we harp on that so much is uh, because those little those little wins do matter. Like those little wins count. You know, when you are mowing the lawn, yeah, and that's like the last thing you want to do when you get home from work, but it's you you feel accomplished like when you after you cut the grass and you take a step back and you go damn like that you look you see the difference in your yard and and you feel kind of proud about that you know absolutely and then on top of that all the shit that you worked out on your own talking about stuff you know and you know yeah you're right it's just about all the little the little victories and um i know for us we're gonna be we're gonna cook some more, and I gotta—I haven't grilled too much yet, but I'm gonna be grilling more, and we're putting the fence in in a couple weeks, so we'll finally be able to, you know, just let the dogs out back and just hang out outside. And we got a porch swing that we're gonna put up, so we'll, you know, sit outside when the pollen isn't trying to kill me. But um, that'll happen eventually. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. The first few weeks of spring is pretty, usually pretty live, bad for me. I mean, isn't Virginia pretty woodsy and and natural? Say that again. Is it? I mean, is it a specific kind of pollen that you're allergic to? Um, yeah, the one that tries to kill me. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't know. It's just. It's just. I don't know. It's bad. And then I found out this. I found out. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, the rain is going to wash the pollen away, right?" Well, apparently that's not true. Apparently, that's when it rains, not. the pollen count is much worse because it's yeah. blowing everything up in the air. And I'm like, "Oh, I've been I've been living a lie for yeah, 33 years." Very, oh very my god! Time. And I don't even have allergies. That's. I didn't get allergies until I was like a teenager. 
I still don't have any. Well, lucky you. Yeah, well. Lucky. I'm blessed. What can I say? This. Yeah. Well, you you definitely something. No, oh, I'm something. That's for sure. So, all right, let me let me ask you this then. When I know that you were having uh, your, you know, uh, inside one-on-one battle about not being able to get the house, and you, you know, the way that you put it is kind of uh, how you quote-unquote settled at the townhouse or your rental which is not really a settle i mean you guys got out a win's a win um did that put any kind of strain between you and your wife you know i'm (laughs) the funny thing is is um my wife and i have never fought um that's because she's always right well that's i mean i was just about to say (laughs) Right? She's always right. No, yeah. actually, um, she hasn't always been right. She's right ninety nine point seven point seven percent. She lets me. She throws me a bone every now and then to to yeah. let me feel like I'm winning something. No, um, actually, it didn't. Um, I can tell you that it definitely drained our energy. It did both of us, uh, because she she could she could feel it coming from me, um, and I you know I had. I had zero drive for a solid couple of weeks just because I was, I didn't know what to do. Um, I, I was, I felt defeated. I felt like I said, I felt like, I felt like a failure. And um, I think the only strain that it put on our relationship is, was, you know, I didn't really want to talk about any of it until I got it figured out. Until it was until it was real until I accepted that it, that the decision had to be made and, and I think she knew it. She's very pragmatic. She's she's a lot smarter than I am, mm. and she probably knew it before I did. Um, but you know, it's it's great to be in a relationship with somebody that understands you the way that she understands me. Just because you know she knows when to give me a little bit of space. I get snippy. Um, I'm human. I get pissy. I get exhausted and I get snappish. I get, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, it does happen. I'm still human. But the the great thing is with her is, I mean, she can fire back. Like I said, she's smart, a lot smarter than I am. But um, she doesn't always. When she has to call me out, she does. But um, the, I guess that's the long answer. The short answer is no. It didn't really put too much of a strain on us. It, it, you know, we got through it. Um the moving part, I think, was the, was the hardest part, and that was just because it was physical. Yeah. Well, that lasted a couple of days. It did. It lasted a little longer than we wanted it to, or that we had planned on. Um, but um, we kept. It, it was great, and oh, I'm telling you, it was. It, I do have to say this: that you know, through the through the loading of the U-Haul and all this stuff, and you know, like I've I've told you, I told you before that. So we lived on the third story. We had a, our couch was too big because it's a hallway that's that. And on either side of the hallway is the entrance to the apartment. Big long hallway. Did um, you throw it off your balcony? I did. I had to go yes. up and over my balcony. Uh, I didn't throw it off though. I mean, I strapped it up and I actually lowered it down gently. And um, because we still needed a couch, <laughs> but uh, we had to go up and over. So, I mean, there were definitely different different challenges and stuff when we were moving. And 
Um, but you know, when I started to get a little drag ass, um, I would hear from, you know, the other room because, uh, my wife packed most everything and I haul, I was the, I was the, the, the mule. I, I hauled it down and, you know, loaded the truck along with, you know, big shout out to my neighbor. Um, he, he was instrumental in most of that. Um, his, his fiance and his child were out of town for the weekend. So he, he was like, well, I'm bored. I'll just help you out. Um, that was nice. Of but you know, when I would get drag ass ish, when I'd start start to get a little sh- sluggish, she was always, Hey, we're almost there. Hey, we're moving into a house or, you know, she would say whatever she felt like she needed to say to get, you know, to, to get a little inspiration thrown at, thrown my way. Um, and I would do the same for her throughout the move, but I think the move itself was actually the hardest part about the whole process. Yeah. They always say that, uh, moves and renovations will always test a marriage. I think we understood because I mean, we did have a conversation when we started looking for, cause we also apply, we, we also were looking for apartments, but we wouldn't an apartment. We wouldn't settle for less than what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so we were looking for for townhouses, and we were looking for when we just decided to go with a rental. It was just you know, I think we we had accepted the fact that you know we're not gonna take just take something out of the blue, right? If something falls into our lap, I mean, we were expecting it to to take a few months to find anything. Then this house did kind of fall in our lap. I mean, I got I was this is when I was checking a website almost obsessively and then this property popped up i i know we were one of the, some of the first people to apply so it's awesome it was nice it was nice but no um when it comes to the move no we didn't we didn't put too much strain on on it did did your move i mean i know you had, you guys had a ton of shit did she want to kill you or oh my or? god um so we we definitely underestimated when we moved to the house um we bought the big u-haul at the townhouse and um we didn't actually we didn't really ask anybody to come help us which because we we packed a lot so we kind of thought that we had it under control which do we we didn't and um we i mean we got it all in one day um i think we did go back up i went back up one time after work to grab like a couple little things but uh the upside about that is that um, you know, we had a good, uh, relationship with the, uh, owner of the townhouse, who's my father. So, I mean, we, where I was able to, uh, get in there, you know, a couple of days, um, while he was doing some stuff, he was like redoing the floors and fixing some things before he rented it back out. So I was able to get in there and grab stuff, but, um, no, you know, even when we moved out of the apartment, we didn't really have like we it was just kind of the same way it was just you know just get it done you know and at the time when we moved out of the apartment my wife was working at red cross so her hours were a little a little different and um she was working nights she you know would work in the middle of the day she like it was all kinds of stuff right so she was constantly on call so i did a lot of the packing myself but then every now and then I'd drive into my parents and at that time they were 10 minutes, 15 minutes down the road. So it really wasn't a big deal. So I'd load a bunch of stuff up in the truck and go over there and drop it off at my parents' house and go back home and do the same thing, you know, but, uh, the, and I know it's probably, it's not a shocker to you, but B 
becoming parents, I think, has been more stressful than anything that we've ever done, to, you know, as a couple. You know, we were talking about it last night. Like, we've been together for six years. I'm married for three, and it doesn't feel like it. Like, it doesn't feel like we've been together for six years. Like, I, sometimes, like, I look back, and I'm like, holy shit, six years. Like, that's like, that's fucking wild to me. But, um yeah, you know, because there's a lot of things that, you know, with the with the baby, like, she gets stressed out about, and I can't do anything about it. Like, I can't, I can't feed the child. I have useless nips. So, you know, and she's, you know, she's, she's being breastfed. So, um, I know it takes a toll on her, and, you know, it's not easy. And um, even, you know, even during the day, like, I'm at work all day, so... I can't, I can't give her a break. You know, when I come home, I try to give her a break so she can go take a nap or something and shower, but like she gets like an hour and a half napping and then, you know, making dinner, eating dinner and then get baby to get ready to go to bed and do it all over again. So I don't know, you know, there's, I would, I, it's, it's been more like frustrations, not with each other. It's just like frustrations with the situation, you know, like sure. you want the baby to go to sleep. We can't make her go to sleep, you know? And a lot of it is, it's not the baby's fault. She's a three month old. Like it's, it just is what it is, you know? And it yeah. sucks because there's Such nothing you life. can do. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Right. So a lot of times, and it, I think it's a lot of it is more me than anything else, but there are a lot of times like at the end of the day where I'm like, did I do enough? Did I help enough? Did I, you know, did I, could I have done more? Could I have done more to take off her plate? Could I have done, you know, there's like that. And sure. like now that, that shit has replaced all the other shit that I used to have to worry about with work. <laughs> right. So now all that shit is always running through my mind. And I don't think about that when I'm at work too. Cause I'm like, all right, like if I get off it, you know, if I get off late, like I'm going to have X, Y, and Z, you know, luckily it only takes me 15 minutes to get home, but I'm like, I got X, Y, and Z that I need to do at the house. But I also know that she didn't sleep last night. So I'm going to have to put that off, let her go take a nap. And then at some point I want to get back outside and, you know, and I'm just like, God sure. damn, man. It's sure. Tiring. It's tiring, you know. It's exhausting, but I mean, we, we do it because, because, you know, we love every aspect of, of it. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's, you know, we love the child. We love our, our wives. We love, you know, the whole situation, but the whole, it's the whole situation that pushes us to the edge. Um, yeah. And like, I want to, I like, I want to take her and give her I a break. I can tell you, it like gets I, better. Yeah, I know it does. And like, I want to take her and give her a break so she can go out and do stuff. But it's like, you know, if we I don't have, if we don't have any like milk pumped, ready to oh, go. Yeah then the timeline is a little, you know, I don't have anything to feed her with. So it's, you know, and it's kind of like we, you always knew that being a mom was hard, but like really just like sitting back and just like watching what they do and have to like deal with on a daily basis as a mom, you're just like, I, I don't know how one person can handle all that. Well, and that's, you know, that is a fact. I mean, we are a men's mental health podcast, but we completely 100% acknowledge the the fact that we as men, we can't do what women do. No. I mean, and then, you know, the flip side of that, too, is if you work 12, 13 hours a day and then you come home and you're trying to give your, you know, better half a break and let them have some time to themselves to take a shower, eat something, have yeah. an hour to themselves, you know, and it's like. 
it's not enough because you know it's not enough for them. But then at the same time, you're trying to decompress and you're trying to wind down. And then you feel guilty about like being like, I need a minute. You know, I've been at work all day. And you're like, well, fuck, they've been with the kid all day. So it's like, you know, it it becomes, you know, and you try to make it where it's not uh, a comparison and you're battling with each other. And, And it's not, we don't do that. I'm just using it as an example. But it does, you know, when you're a father and you work hard and you work, you know, if you're, whether you're working two jobs or one job, if you're pulling 12, 13 hour days and you have all the other shit to worry about when you get home, that's, you know, that's why I think you see, whoops. Um, I think that's why you see when you look at those numbers of men that, you know, attempt and commit suicide, you see like, a. Uh, a, a decent size percentage and younger kids. And then you see a bigger gap with people in like, I mean, uh, you see a gap in between the age differences there between like teen and the twenties, but then you see it rise again in the late thirties and on, because I think they just, you get to a point where you're just like, what, like, like, fuck it. Like, what's the point of even trying to talk about it anymore? You haven't had to deal, you know, you have, you've been dealing with it your way for X amount of time. And then at some point you just snap, you know, you just like, I'm fucking done. Sure. And I think that's why you see that number though, is because it's don't know how to process it at that point. Cause you have so much shit going on or, one of my, you know, one of the things that you see a lot of is the the statement, I'm only around because of my wife and kid, or I'm only here because of my kid. You know what I mean? I've heard that numerous times. Yeah. So, you know, and then that's, then, then it's like, now you got to live with yourself because that's a thought in your mind. So now you have to bury that shit, keep wearing the mask and be, you know, be, find a way to be you around everything. It's hard. Like it really is. And I'm not trying to take away from moms. Like that's not, that's not what I'm doing, but there is a flip side to that. And I think we forget about that sometimes because it's, it's mom, 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 mom. We talk about it with the baby stuff before, you know, it's always mom, this mom, that and it should be, but there is, there should (laughs) be, it it should be the vast majority should be focused on the mother because they do have such a vital. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, people have, and traditionally, I mean, this this hasn't changed a whole lot. People have kind of brushed aside the the strain and the duties that, that fathers go through, and you know, not and not just fathers, but men too. I mean, you got to think about something when when we're when when we're younger, we're kind of that's that's where we're being programmed as far as fathers. That's you know, that's where we get. I don't know about you, I I get a lot of my fatherly characteristics from my stepdad, my dad, my mom. I mean, it's, it's that simple. There's no, that's, that's where I get everything from. Um, this is where I get my reactions. This is where I get my, um, of my discipline, my, even my disciplinary actions, you know, those are the, those type of things that I get them from my parents. And, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, what? I'm not even gonna lie. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> exhausted i am i know you are i know you are well, but and as, yeah and, and but i get yeah. it and it's like think about it you have um think about that's the... how we're programmed being younger also because i mean i don't know about you but my dad was always you know he would say you know your 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 mom 
listen to your mother, even though oh, she, yeah. he could, he couldn't stand it. Yeah, is uh, um, listen to your I mother. Mean, <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those things where you know, even yeah. from even from a young age, it's one of those things that we're told from every every aspect. Listen to your mother. Do what your mother tells you. But you know what I found out about that shit as getting older too is is that it's not necessarily about oh just listen to your mother it's it's about like uh, supporting what they're telling you you know it's basically about just having their back on whatever their decision was based on that yeah. situation or at least that's what I I feel like but um, you know they, dude I mean like think about like single income families I, I you know if you if you're not a single parent you know if you are a single parent and you're a single income family and you don't get any help or maybe you do get some help, but think about that. Like I, I couldn't imagine that. Like, I don't understand how some people do that. Like that's rough. It's not, I can tell you for coming from a, you know, being in a single income family, I, you know, it's not easy. Um, I think that's why why you see, and I'm not making this an excuse, but I think that's why you see sometimes other than the fact that some of them are just fucking deadbeats, but you see dads who just disappear. And then you hear stories about how it's like, you know, it's not like I didn't love you or your mom. It's I didn't know how to give you guys like the best. You know, I yeah, didn't which, know which how I to be. Is, which I mean, I, I will go on record to say that's bullshit. Yeah. But I think that's why you see. That's why I said you get the deadbeats. But I think that's why you see that or you hear stuff like that where they kind of just. They they get to a point where you see a dad just like. Oh my God. Like I, I, I can't do this. Like, I don't know how to take care of a family and work and be in two places at one time living off one paycheck and yeah. still be okay. Like, how do we, like, how do we do this? No, exactly. And you know, it's, it, it's, I do, I do know what you're saying. Um, and, and I do understand what you're saying. I, I think, I think, you know, there are, you know, pe- some people honestly are not going to like the way I put this, but, you know, people are going to do I mean, they love it or hate it. I don't care. Hey, um, it. The fact of the matter is, is when it comes down to being a dad, um, being a mom, you're a mom from, from minute one. That is, you know, it, it, it's, that's it. Uh, being a dad, you're, you're a dad from minute one as soon as the baby gives birth or the, as soon as the mom gives birth and the baby comes out. Uh, we have no say in the, in, in the previous nine months, which I, I somewhat understand some of that, but um, there are, you know, all kinds of decisions throughout the pregnancy that, you know, if you, I was involved with decisions throughout the pregnancy. I mean, by involved with, I was told, <laughs> but, at, but at the same time, it was explained to me. Yeah. It was, you know, yeah. any questions I had were, were answered and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but being a dad is, uh, I mean, and I feel terrible because, like I said, some people are not going to like what how this comes out. But being a dad has gotten to the point where it's contingent upon your income. It's, it's contingent upon, you know, how much you can give. I mean, it's almost like, I'm I'm sorry, but I know I have friends that have paid child support that, you know, don't ever get to see their children for one reason or the other. And, and yes, part of it does have to do with them. But at the same time, you know, it's all of a sudden you are reduced to a dollar sign. And 
I disagree with that aspect. So yes, I I do understand what you mean. What you mean about you know the guys that don't take care of their family but that kind of threw their hands up. Um, that and I've told my friends that are in that circumstance where they've been reduced to a dollar sign. Yeah. That it's still your duty. Yeah. As a father. It always is. I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, and I like I said, they are my friends, and I and I adore them. They are good people. But they are shit dads because yeah. they have stepped away. They don't want to have anything to do with their child. They don't want to pay child support, whatever, anything like that. That's a deadbeat. And whatever, whatever the reasoning may be, that's a deadbeat. Now, oh, yeah. I understand um, there there are certain things in my personal life, in my personal past, that have an influence on that. That's just my opinion. That's that that is. There's no studies. There's no nothing like that. That is my opinion. Um, but yes, I mean, I honestly, that's kind of where, where I kind of wanted to be like, you know, it is one of those things where we, as dads were put on, we're put on the back burner, you know, we're, we're secondary, which I understand to a certain extent, but I feel like we are pushed back to not just secondary, but beyond and yeah. when it, when it comes down to it, you know, how many times just just wait the 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 first time because i mean it hasn't been it hasn't happened to me yet and god help the person that that it does but don't look at me and tell me i'm babysitting my fam my kids they're my kids i'm it's called being a dad has anybody ever said that not to me yeah i don't don't think i I would and like i said god help them if they do yeah i don't think i would take too kindly to that no no Um, they're they're my children that's period yep um but it's just one of those things that, you know, it's a lot of it has to do with how you're raised. A lot of it has to do with your own personal experiences. I mean, that's that is definitely, you know, and I'm sorry. I've jumped around a lot. Um, no, you're fine. You're tired. We're both. I, I am both I'm, recovering. I'm flipping exhausted. I truly yeah. am. We're recovering. That That's kind of just what this was. I mean, we just couldn't go without bringing up Mental Health Awareness Month, you know. And, no, we couldn't. I mean, especially with what we do and, you know, we truthfully. I probably could have waited one more week, but tomorrow's, <laughs> but but next weekend's Memorial Day, so I probably yep. would have found an excuse to to not do it, which wouldn't have yep. been hard. We needed to get something out. We did. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And so this is kind of a decompress episode, and um, if it sounds like I'm I'm trying to bring this to an end, honestly, I kind of because you are. <laughs> I've got honestly, I've got quite a few things I need to I, I need to do today. Um, yeah. But that's beside the point. The fact of the matter is, is I'm exhausted. And I need just uh, a chill. I, I do. I do need to chill. You need to get um, some so, uh, MLB Showtime in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what nice. you need. It's you know fun. what we need to do is uh, we, we'll plan it. But um, Father's Day episode, this would be a good. This would be a good conversation I and really so. just you know yeah I Father's so. Day, but we, I mean like actually dive into everything. That'd be great. That'd be I, a good I, idea. And I I feel like if this gives us enough time to do whatever research yep. we may need. I think that's <clears> a Chris. great idea. Chris, um, Chris, honestly, yeah, I would Chris. love to you know I I'd love to get somebody on here that has been reduced to a dollar sign or feels that way and and have a discussion one of these days. Um, yeah. It's one of those hard discussions that honestly you and I both don't understand. We don't. I mean, fully, I don't understand it. I know you don't. We're, we've never been in that position. I, I feel like, I feel like having somebody on here like that would would definitely help us. Yeah, I mean, and we're not we're not calling Chris out because of that. I'm just saying Chris is Chris is uh, some of you all know he's a teacher, and and we know how hard it is for teachers to um, 
live life right now and work yes. and you know and and we love Chris. We do love Chris. Yeah, we, we need love to get Chris. Chris back home. Um, yeah, we will. But um, and honestly, and honestly, the Father's Day episode, we'll, we should definitely touch on that. But Father's Day, um, we can we can put this out for for an ad for Father's Day. Um, but no, Father's Day, you know, we're all three in three very different stages of fatherhood. Yeah. And I yeah. think you bringing that back, and and I know Chris has mentioned it before. I know you've mentioned it before, but bringing that back and and having that follow up episode now that now that his son. Daughter, daughter. Arr, sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> but having his, uh, you know, having his daughter being um, just a little over a year, I think. And, yeah, yeah. And you, a couple weeks. You, you have, you know, a few, a uh, few months now yeah. under your belt. And, and yeah, me, I've got a, I've got a few years now. So next week will be three months. And uh, actually, what's funny is uh, my wife and Chris's wife now. Uh, every the past two weeks, and I think they're going to keep doing it, I guess. But um, every Friday, they go down to the library down the street here, and uh, they do it. They do like story time with the kids, so oh, it's like fifteen awesome. minutes, and they do uh, like reading and they do songs. And uh, Madison's got her library card, so they checked out a bunch of books. And I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, it's cool, right? <laughs> yeah. So maybe one Friday, I might uh, I might take off and just go with them, but. Um, I always have this weird, I know we're going to wrap up here, but I got a question. Every time you, anytime you do that stuff with a family, did you ever this was weird? Like, I swear to God, if I'm the only dad here, like I'm going to feel out of place. No. Okay. Cause sometimes no. I do, sometimes I do where it's like, they'll do stuff like that. And I'm like, I wonder if that's just like a mom thing. Like, cause it sounds like just a bunch of moms are going and I'm like, am I going to be the only dad here? Like, is this out of place? I don't worry about that, and for and I'll tell you why. Because I'm the father of a girl. It's yeah, gonna happen. I know it's well. gonna happen. She wants to be a cheerleader. She wants to be a gymnast. She wants to be, you know, a ballerina. Whatever. There may be a period of time where I may be the only dad. Yeah, in the room. And that's, I you know. know what? I don't care. I'll get there. I think mine is more like I don't want to step on like uh, bonding between them two, you know, because like they got their thing. Madison <laughs> and I got our thing. So I well, kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, like I, I feel yeah, bad if I like in, if I just. Of- She's a couple of months old, man. You guys will develop your thing, all right? It's... I know, I know, I know. Over time, over exactly. time. See, look, I'm already worrying about this shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's you know, <laughs> like I've said, the fact that you're worried about it, uh, you know, you're you're a great father. You really are. And I'm trying. you know, let me just say, beautiful little girl. Anybody, Thank you. you know, anybody has any doubts just from his voice or, you know, if thank you know you. personally, thank God she looks like her mother. Oh my no, God, um, thank God. She got <laughs> everything in her mom, except she's got my feet, which is not great. And, uh, I think she's got like my nose. That's about it. She got, <laughs> she got my feet and my nose and that's about it. Everything else is her mom, which is great. She got her mom's eyes, the, the blue eyes, which are yeah. fucking awesome. So hopefully those stay. I heard babies' eyes can change color they, whatever, over time, do. but uh, my, I'm hoping my daughter, they stay. My daughter had blue eyes, um, and now they're brown like dad's. So. Oh, I hope they stay. I really oh, do. Oh, yeah. We we all hope they stay. But it's... Uh, <laughs> All right, man. All right, brother. Well, um, great episode. Uh, we should definitely, honestly, let's try to get together this week and run an ad for Actually, like, put together an ad for, for a Father's Day episode, I think. Do that. I think that would be... I think us oh, be throwing good. something out there a couple of times, and yeah. I think it'd be good. So I think that's a conversation for off the record, though. So um, without further ado, I think this is a good time to wrap things up. Um, thank you for joining us for you know kind of a filler episode, but I hope you enjoyed it as much as Dan and I did. Um, 
But thank you for joining us on Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. Again, I'm Brady. And I am Dan. And uh, as you all know, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And as we always say, uh, iron sharpens iron and man sharpens man. I uh, hope everybody has a great week. You, sir, get some fucking rest. What, what is this rest you speak of? What is Rest. That's what rest. you're going to do after you hop off of here. You need to rest a little bit. You know, why don't you shoot me a text with a definition so I could of rest? I mean, to be fair, it is like the middle of the afternoon. It's gonna be hot as shit outside. So it's supposed to be like in the seventies. Oh fuck you, man! It's like in the nineties. Oh fuck, fuck that! Yeah. Hell no. Oh. <sighs> All right, everybody. All right, well, enjoy your day, um, and uh, yeah, be blessed. <laughs>